practice, not a game, not a, not not the game that I go out there and, and die for and play every game like it's my last. Not the game. We're talking about. We will employ an exciting, fast, explosive, and diverse offense combined with a physical, punishing, relentless, suffocating defense. Rush is back. Final hour. Teddy Lehman here. Tyler McComas back in studio, hanging out at Newcastle Casino today. An odd pair. Allen Iverson and <laughs> Brent Venables to start off the final hour. You don't think that that uh, duo would have worked out? There's so much talent there, man, that sometimes it just still finds a way to work out. Yeah. I don't, I don't think so because uh, Venables is pretty much a uh, you better show up to practice and bring it every day in practice. I don't think that would would have gone over very well with Iverson. No, um, but um, AI may have been QB one if he were to show up here. He had some football skills back in the day, not just hoops. Yeah, which it was uh, it was funny to hear Venables at his press conference the other day saying that. Yeah, young, uh, earlier in my career, I was always saying like, "Gosh, do we really have to suspend these guys?" I mean. Like, for these games, can't we wait until a different game to suspend someone, you know? We're trying to win this thing. Uh, but now he sees the he sees the, the reasoning and doing it the right way. Um, I think early in his career, Iverson probably would have been good for Venables, you oh, know? Yeah, like, seriously. No, no, no <laughs> lie. Hey, practice number two today, Matt Wells was out there. That's a controversial topic I, for whatever reason. Uh, Theo Weiss was out there, looks good. I guess Kelvin Gilliam's like 30 pounds bigger than he was a year ago. He seems like he's one of the dudes that has um, taken care of things in the offseason and has uh, benefited yeah. very nicely from it. Gosh, and he was a big dude before, too, wasn't he? Yeah. He was already a big guy. So, yeah, I really fascinated to see what the team – and I heard the same thing about Marcus Major looks good. like he good, uh, good, good. really put together uh, a nice offseason as well. Yeah. Uh, he's Gilliams, a thumper, dude. If Major's yeah. going north and south, um, and if he's even bigger than he was last year, I'm telling you, man, that dude, I, I like him a lot running running north and south. A I do too. Lot. It, short, I, short yardage, first and ten, goal line. I, I don't care. I, I like that a lot. It sounds like they're going to get the ball to um, to Eric Gray a bunch. And Marcus Major feels like the perfect the, the perfect like uh, change-up back. You know what I'm saying? Thumper, runs low to the ground, probably going to be a uh, just run behind his pads, one cut, then try and run over guys. 225 pounder you know eric gray's not big he's 5'9 you know 205 that's a that's a fairly small back you got a guy like marcus major's going to be 20 25 pounds heavier that's a big difference trying to tackle that dude between the tackles so um 
I'm uh, I'm really interested in that. Hey, have when's the last time you checked out the roster I, on li- Literally, t- Teddy, I was just about to tell you this because I'm looking at it right now and I was about to say, "Hey man, it's kind of a it's it, it's an adjustment because ever since yep. I've been a kid and OU won a lot of games where their, you know, picture is in their jersey, but I I really like these guys being in a suit and tie. Yep. I, I, I love just the appearance of that, like the message that it sends to these dudes. That's funny that you said that. I was just looking at the roster right now. I am all about it. Now, hey, okay. Is this something that's going to win them a national championship? No. But it's a small piece of the pie as to the culture that they're trying to build, which I'm all for. That's it. It's it's everything, man. You can't just you can't do it for some things and not for others. It has to be every single thing you do. Details, Tyler, this is what I'm talking about with details. It's everything. The way you dress, the way you travel, the way you you uh, conduct yourself in a team meal on the road, on the bus, on the flight. It all means something. There's, there's no doubt about it. And I know the players loved... You know, being able to wear whatever they wanted, like the torn-up jeans and the designer T-shirts and stuff on the little walk into the locker room off of the bus. But it's that is what? It's, that's promoting the individual over the team. Yeah. You feel this, good this, wearing a suit too, man. You know, it feels yeah. professional. Like it, you're, you are a professional taking care of business like an adult. I Again, you guys won a national championship with wearing jerseys in your pro. It's it's fine. It's worked. But this is just, I don't know, it sends a different kind of message that I think this program needs at this time. I agree. It, 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 it needed it bad. Looks good. It just Looks feels, really, really sharp. I don't know. I. It just feels like this program is run in a completely different way. There's more discipline. There's more details, and yeah, I'm of the belief, Teddy, that if we're looking at the details in year one, like if we care about wearing a suit and tie in the profile picture, that says to me that I think the details are going to be a lot better when it actually comes time to playing football. That may sound dumb to some people, but it just yeah. seems like a so much more of a detail-oriented program right now, which will filter down to everything else. It, it's I'm telling you, it's everything. It's every, every little piece matters, and it's not a it's not a just show up and wing it type of thing. And 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 I don't. There's obviously way more to Lincoln's methodology than just show up and wing it. But it was, and maybe he learned from this. I don't know, but it was all kind of. Everything was on him. There was no real delegation out there. It was, uh, I'll make the decision on the time. I'll make the decision on the, like, and it's going to be different at, at every moment because maybe my schedule has changed. Like, there's, there's just so many different things. Like, I can't even, I can't even, like, go through all of them, but it all matters. And the biggest thing about it is you're, if you are going to present yourself as the best program in the country, you can't wing it. There can't be things that, like, uh, that appear to be 
for lack of a better term or phrase, half-assed. Yeah. And whenever you have a hundred guys showing up to take their roster picture in suit and tie, that doesn't look half-assed. Yeah. It looks like it's done top-notch with the the utmost care and thought going into it. Text. It's everything. Text line says, "I tell you one thing." Wearing a suit, uh, we'll do this for you, boys. Once you get out of bed and put a suit on, you've got to tie the tie on. Your brain focuses in, and you're ready to go. Yeah. I, you. There is no doubt that you conduct yourself differently whenever you are dressed in a formal manner. There is no doubt about that. There's no doubt about it because – you, you feel like you're actually representing something. You stand up tall, you stand up straight, take, take a, a, an attention and a, and a notice of, of how your appearance is and how you're conducting yourself. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. This says, this isn't boot camp. Guys should be able to wear what they want as long as they perform on Saturdays. And I guess that's not going to go over very well. Well... They can wear wear whatever they want, um, but not whenever you're traveling as a team, not whenever you're uh, representing the university. Any other time, yeah, you can wear whatever you want. You can't wear whatever you want out on the football field. Yeah, you know, I, I don't this, think it's too much a, to ask a, a suit that it's is purchased for you, right? It's it's purchased for you. That's what they're doing here. Um, for you to wear that to and from games, whatever, that's – there's nothing Well, here's the thing. That. You don't have – you're not wearing it – you don't have to wear it every day in the facility. Right, yeah. You're wearing I mean, it for you, a picture you, exactly. whenever you're representing the University of Oklahoma football program, okay? That's the, on the website. It looks sharp. That's, that's whenever you wear it. All right? You wear it whenever you travel, okay? Whenever you're representing the University of Oklahoma football program. Whenever you're representing the team in that type of setting to be in what they call be in uniform, which is everyone wearing the same thing, is the expect, expectation and the standard. Now, does that guarantee that everyone, you win more games, you perform better? No, it doesn't, but... That's that's part of the expectation of conducting yourself in a professional manner. And the texter says that you should be able to wear whatever you want. I mean, that's just a disagreement. I mean, I it's just a disagreement. I I I feel personally that whenever you're representing the team, it makes a whole lot of sense for everyone to to dress and act accordingly. <laughs> Are the suits going to have a Jumpman logo on it? No. Text line, I do not believe so. Do not believe that's the case. Hey, um, I, I wouldn't <laughs> I would totally rule it out, though. <laughs> on the back or something? So, right. I, I don't know if you've heard anything about this, but the first two practices, the song that first played, they're stretching, you know, getting ready to go. Boys are back in town. So, obviously, a, a different type of song than what we've heard around here in the past. Not that the previous music is – is bad or anything? I'm just pointing out the differences between the boys are back in town and kickstart my heart. I think we'd all agree those are different songs that have been played. Um, someone texted in and said, 
that someone was saying they're playing more of what the coach is like versus the players. I don't know if that texture was kidding or if they're serious. Is, is that a thing now, or is it not so much player ran that they just play whatever the players want? Is it really whatever BV and Schmitty want to play during practice or before warm-ups, that's what's going on? Or is that not I have the case? no idea. I have no idea, but I do know that whatever the music, I know that the music that they're playing, there's a there's a reason for it, and I don't I don't know the details of it, but I know there's a reason for it. They don't just Venables doesn't just shoot from the hip. Like if we're going to play music at practice. Well, what what's the reason that we're playing it? Why are we playing it? Like, it, it, you know what I'm saying? There's oh, yeah. there's a there's a reason for it, and the reason the the way I know that is because I've I've heard him say it um, that every detail is going to matter to the music that we play in pregame to the like so like and I don't know why that is, but I know that he he mentioned that the music is one of those details. I don't know enough about it right now to know what, why yeah. or what the playlist means or who picks the playlist, if if the players pick it or if the coaches pick it or if everyone on the team gets to pick one song. Like I don't know how that goes. Yeah, it's just pretty incredible that every single de- – like music I, I would think for the most part is a pretty throwaway type of thing. But even if the music is in the details, then – Golly, really, every single little thing is in the details right now. Um, real quick, I almost guarantee whoever texted that is has never been to boot camp and has never played team sports. That's on the text line. Uh, I, I think it's a text message to try and get a rise out of people. Eh, probably so. I actually read that on Twitter, too. Someone said they should play music the players like. And it's not rock and roll. Okay, so should be a heavy. How do you know that there's there's a hundred hundred players out there? Maybe a hundred and fifteen. How do you know none of the players like rock music? It's a pretty well. It's pretty. I like bold rock statement. music. You like rock music, but rock music has kind of died over the past decade. It's not. Yeah. It's not really a thing anymore. So they may like rock music because, but there's not a whole lot of rock music being put out. So they probably don't even know they like it. Well, here's the thing. Like I said, there's going to be 115 guys on the team. You're not going to be able to play something that every single person there likes. Unless it's Lady Gaga. Everyone likes Lady Gaga. Uh, Text line, stop acting like BV is perfect! Exclamation mark. All right, next segment. We will not act like Brent Venables is perfect. I promise you. (laughs) Promise. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out Newcastle Casino today. Remember, happy hour, uh, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m., 350 Budweiser, Bud Light, Michelob Ultra Cans, $5 well drinks here at Newcastle Casino, I-44, exit 107.
Final hour of The Rush, our drink of the week coming up at 5.30 here in about five minutes. That's always fun, especially on a uh, national cocktail day today. How cool is that? By the way, text line is telling me that if uh, I don't think any good rock music has come out in the past decade, that I'm not looking hard enough. Dirty Honey, Mammoth, Blacktop Mojo. I love huh. rock music. I haven't heard of either, any of those bands. None of them. There's good stuff out there. It's just not It's not mainstream, and it doesn't get the radio play that it used to. Like A lot of the same bands are still putting out music. Really? Like you Breaking know? Benjamin putting out music? Seether putting out music? Uh, I'm trying to think of Probably. I Now, I don't know about those bands specifically, but I'm sure. Maybe I'll look a little bit harder then. But rock music on the radio has kind of died off. We're keeping the 90s rock and alternative alive, though, on this radio station. I tell you that much. Or at least on this show. Totally agree. At least on this show. Uh, Article on 24-7 Sports. We talk a lot about the offensive line. Former five-star recruits with something to prove this spring. Bray Walker is on this list, offensive lineman. And you have Wanye Morris, former five-star, current offensive lineman at OU. Right. If you had to guess, if one of these two guys are finally going to realize their potential and be a really good O-lineman for this team and start and all that, is it going to be Wanye Morris or is it going to be Bray Walker? I'd probably go with the Morris kid. Reason being why. Why do you think? Um, I don't have much of a reason, I guess. I I don't know. I, I, I feel like... Bray Walker, at least Wanya Morris had some opportunity last season. And Bray Walker has it's been very limited. I don't like I, I said that I would I would explore moving him to defensive tackle. Yeah. Be a space eater. Yep. In the middle. Yep. But, you know, I I don't I don't know enough about his capabilities to I mean, that's just a thought off the top of my head because he's so big and he's strong and he can hold that point. Um, but, you know, and, and I think that he he may be in the point in his career to where like, a move like that could reignite something for him. So, I don't know, that's just a thought. But I, I would probably go with Wanya Morris there, but... I don't know. We'll see. I hope it happens for Bray Walker. Um, what's, this is his fifth year at OU, but I feel like for two years now I've been saying to you, all right, well, this is kind of his make-or-break year. Kind of needs to happen this year, and obviously that's the case this year being his fifth season. I, I guess Bray Walker fits into this category too, though it hasn't happened. I'm willing to give, I guess kind of like the rest of the coaching staff, with this offseason and with, you know, the – the different environment that's around there, I'm willing to give kind of everyone a second or a third chance with this new coaching staff, Ray Walker included. Now, I'm not projecting him as a starter, but I guess I'm not sitting here today just, you know, leaving him for dead and thinking that there's no chance that he can, you know, help this team out this year. Right. Yep. He's a a big dude. He's a physical dude. I don't know – I, I, you know, if 
if he hasn't broke through at this point, I would say I'd be shocked if he did That's fine. break through now. But that doesn't mean that that can't happen or that, you know, he may find himself with a, a different role or a unique role. I don't know. But I guess we'll see. I don't have much of an answer there. I think offensive line is, gosh, it's got to be about as wide open as we've seen it in some time, right? I mean, there's some guys that you feel like are 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 shoe ins, but I mean, like even like a guy like Andrew Rame, like I I don't know that he uh, he's got a lot of talent and a lot of ability. And you feel like he's going to grab it and run with it at some point. But, you know, Conjol did a good job for him last year. He's still around. He's got a ton of experience. Um, you know, tackle. It wouldn't shock me if we saw some, some new younger guys start to emerge at tackle. You know, one of the guys that moved over was Marcus Hicks. Yeah. You know, he moved from, from defensive line to offensive line. But he was injured all last year. You know, maybe maybe he starts to, to settle in there and can make some moves. I don't know. It, it it's really it's really pretty wide open. I think at, at offensive line at at a lot of those positions. What what position does it look like that though? Other than quarterback, R- running back. We spent time talking about that today. Yep. Wide receiver. Spent time talking about that today. Yep. Defensive line. Yeah. Backer. You talk about inside backer. You don't know who it's going to be. Every single position looks like that, except for yeah. quarterback and punter. That's it. Yeah. And I wonder if that's a dream scenario for a first-year coach, or he, would he like to have it the opposite way? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I think that – I think at a place like Oklahoma, you would want it like that because you know that you've got a talented roster. But if you go to other places where the talent is lacking compared to other top-end teams, you would probably hope that you've got some some of your star power in some slots that you're you're guaranteed, you know, that you know what you're going to get at some of those spots. Yeah. So I, I think I don't think it's a bad thing at all. Hey, by the way, we've uh, woken up the Rockers on the text line. Yeah. So I mentioned uh, a band, Mammoth. I guess that's Van Halen's kids band. That's what this is saying. Pretty good. Saw them at Diamond Ballroom a couple of weeks ago. Is that the is that the bass guitarist, Wolf Van Halen? Yeah. Uh, Mammoth is Eddie Van Halen's son. Yeah. Wolfgang. Yeah. Or Wolf. Yeah. Uh, the only reason I know that is because, well, I'm just going to stop right there. No, say it. Um, I, I had, I guess, one of the Kardashian girls it's not starting is out changing great. the name of their recently born child from Wolf to something else. And Wolf Van Halen tweeted out something in regards to being happy about that. Uh, that all right. Pretty dumb. Two things. I, I know how you know that. That was reality show TV at your house. Is that? I think that it was. I think I saw it on Twitter. Okay. Well, that's somewhat excuse. TMZ. Uh, number two. So s- they named their child Wolf, and now they have buyer's remorse and want to take the name back. I believe that's true. I'm, I, I believe know that I, you've got that right. I know that that's happened. 
I don't know of anyone that's ever done that before, but I'm sure it's happened. But really? Yeah, I, get, it's I not, don't know. It's not, you got it, like nine months at least to think about that, you know? Yeah, but, you know, whenever you start saying something every day, it probably maybe it just doesn't hit the way that they thought it was going to. You start guess, saying man. wolf, you know, 30 times a day. Maybe it's like, eh, I don't, I really, I'm just not feeling it. The best rock music is classic rock. The older stuff is just better. This one's, well, uh, kind of to our point earlier, everything is classic rock now. I know. I know. This text just says the cat sucks. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Slipknot was in Tulsa last night. Oh, you missed out on Slipknot in Tulsa? Wow, Dang. I didn't know that. Does OKC wow. get any like good rock concerts? It feels like every time I hear about uh, Tool or Slipknot or Metallica, it's all in Tulsa. That I, is I, true. You know, I I don't know what the I don't know what the reasoning for that is. My wife went to Journey last week in in Oklahoma City, but like Journey is. Yeah, classic rock, but it's not like we're not, what we're it's not what you're talking yeah, about. This, yeah, Journey right. and Slipknot a little little bit different there. A little bit that is interesting. There. I don't I don't know why that is. That's huh huh. I wonder if it's because all the uh, elitist East Coast people that live in Tulsa now like rock wow. more than this area of the state. I don't know. I think that's it. Maybe maybe so. Wow. I'm gonna have to check out some Mammoth though. See what's going down with Mammoth. No, I might do it on the ride home. You got some credibility. Got it in the jeans. He better be good. Yeah. Oh, man, it's true. But just because he's got it in the jeans and he's a good musician doesn't mean that necessarily Mammoth is going to translate into something that I would like. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Smashing pumpkins at the zoo amp in May. Uh, I'm going to Matchbox 20 at the Zoo Amp sometime this summer. People really make fun of me when I say that, but I like Matchbox 20. Yeah, I, just say that you're going to a concert there. I I yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't no, play no, the I, Matchbox look, 20. I, I've heard all the Matchbox 20 jokes. There is nothing that the text line can say that can rattle me any more than I've already been rattled on that statement. Well, actually, they probably can but it's like sometime in August. If you ever get uh, some spare time, listen to Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins tell Dennis Rodman stories. Okay. I guess he's from Chicago, and like whenever Smashing Pumpkins was in their heyday is whenever the Bulls were in their heyday and Rodman was there, and apparently they partied together all the time, and he's got he's got some really, really good Dennis Rodman stories. Well, the best Dennis Rodman story, and we didn't get a whole lot of inside access to it, happened on The Last Dance when the one thing that needed to happen to keep the Bulls together in the late 90s during the late season run is to let Rodman go to Vegas for, what was it, 48 or 72 hours and have his fun so he'd be the player that they needed him to be when he came back. That's well, awesome. So one of the stories is Billy Corgan was out at in Utah – for the finals with them, and they played in a game. I don't know what game it was, but played in a game. Rodman said, let's go to Vegas. So they flew from Utah to Vegas, uh, partied in Vegas, and he had to be back 
the next morning for shoot-around at like 9 a.m. or something like that. So they like flew back, never went to sleep, and Rodman went to shoot-around, and Billy Corgan says he was like, in the stands at the shoot-around, like, sleep, like, on the floor of one of the rows up there. Nice. <laughs> during shoot-around. Yeah, that's how you do and, Vegas. Yeah. And whenever they were done, Rodman said, let's go back to Vegas. And he was like, they, they had a game that night, I think. And he's like, no, there's no way. And so he, like, went back to the hotel, but Rodman went back to Vegas. And he says he went to play uh, putt-putt golf and saw – um. Uh, saw the coach there. Why am I drawing a blank on the coach? Phil Jackson. Um, he saw Phil Jackson yeah. at the putt putt place, and Phil Jackson was pissed at him <laughs> that he was with Robin and knew knew he kept Robin out all night. I, uh, Pretty funny story. I, I'm convinced if there was a NBA team in Vegas in the '90s, Rodman would have left the Bulls to play for the league minimum in Vegas. I'm convinced that if there was a team in Vegas in the '90s. Rodman could have played for the Bulls and the Vegas team <laughs> at the same time that's true. and never missed a game. Uh, that's true. That's so awesome. Good for Rodman. Oh, that's great. Crazy. Respect. Break. <laughs> All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. we got a couple of segments left. I'm hanging out at Newcastle Casino. Stay tuned. Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you this hour of The Rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. You know, I was thinking earlier today, OU fans can travel for road games as well as anyone else in the country. And the road trip that I think everyone's looking towards this year, it's, it's obviously, it, it, it's Nebraska. But seeing as this could be OU's last year in the Big 12, I don't get the feeling that anyone's dying to go to any of these last road games in the conference for the final time. There will be a great showing in Lincoln. There will be a great showing in Dallas, as always, and probably kind of hit or miss at the other road game. Like, I don't – no one's dying to go to Ames one more time before they leave the league. Yeah. Ames is mm. – I was going to say Ames is a bad example, but then I started to think. Yeah, what is a good well, example? What's a good example? Well, um, is Lubbock a good example on Thanksgiving weekend this year? No. Lubbock, <laughs> Lubbock, West Virginia, Iowa State. Are, those are probably three of the least attended road atmospheres that OU shows up to. It's also the three most difficult places to get to in the conference. Ames is not easy to get to. West no. Virginia, you got to fly into Pennsylvania to get there. In right. Tech, I mean, you can drive to Tech, but it's not a very fun one. No. No, it's true. And then TCU's not bad, even though you'll be making that horrible drive to the Metro two weekends in a row. Kill me, please. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's not a great road slate, which... But even if it was, I if OU was playing Baylor on the road this year, like people would yeah. go to that game because it was a big game. Like, the point is, there's 
there's no nostalgic road trip in this conference to where everyone's like, well, I better make sure and hit this up one more time before we roll on to the SEC. Kansas State is about nostalgic of a road trip as as there is for me in this conference. That's what I was thinking. I don't know if Oklahoma State doesn't – I mean, it's a road trip, but it doesn't really count as one almost. You know what I'm saying? Um, But outside of that, Kansas State's the only other one that I can even think of. Yeah. You think that's right? You think if if you polled everyone, like, what's the best road trip? I'll I'll tell you, TCU is an easy drive. And I've thought this every time, I think, what, two or three times? Um, Oh, okay. Yeah, this is a... This is a cute little stadium. This is a nice, fun little stadium. You, you know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah. like, wow, this is awesome. It's like, oh, okay, TCU, you did a nice job with the place. This is a this is a fun little fun little stadium. Nice job. It's cute. I don't mind. I don't mind TCU at all. I think TCU, like, it's it's fine. You know the the drive down is actually better than going to Dallas. It's way better when you're going to Fort Worth. Um, the stadium is nice. They've got good amenities. Whenever they re- redid it, um, re- you know, rebuilt that place, it's awesome. But I don't know, dude. I I don't know if I had to pick like top five. Yeah, top five for uh, football games. I would probably say Oklahoma State. Baylor, Kansas State. Are these in order, by the way, or they're just random? Just random. Okay. Just the top five. Oklahoma State, Baylor, Kansas State. Uh, West Virginia's cool. It's just so far away and so difficult to get. Like, there's not going to be a bunch of OU fans there. But it is – it's probably – it's probably the best. Like Morgantown is probably the most fun college town in the Big yeah, Twelve. Yeah, you once told me about six or seven years ago that they ship in blondes from Pittsburgh. <laughs> they do. Direct quote. I think they do. Uh, it's it's a it's a crazy place, man. It's it's a like a party school, crazy wild atmosphere. Like you would imagine, like the burning couches. Like that's what you get there, and. There's there's a really cool downtown area. There's a, a fun area right around the stadium, so it's a good one. But you don't get a bunch of fans that show up there because it's totally out of our region. Yeah. Uh, I'll throw Tech in the top five as well. Um, very annoying place to get to, but I will say on a game day, I've said it multiple times. It's it's actually a fun fun town. I mean, yeah, it's not be, bad. I be like, prepared I don't mind it. to get verbally harassed multiple times. Um, but if you can withstand that, it's it, it's a party time. I mean, there's nothing else to do out there but drink. So that's yeah. that's all that goes on there on a football game. We make fun of it a lot, but it's a pretty it's Lubbock is what they've done around campus is it's nice. pretty nice. Yeah, no, it's not totally dumpy. It's it's actually built up nice. Uh, shocking. You basically it's like I don't know. It's a massive, like, three city blocks of, like, two- or three-story condos all surrounding the campus. 
It's like everyone that goes to school there lives in like the same exact area. It's not spread out like you know how Norman has a bunch of apartments spread out all yeah. over the place. If you don't live on in dorms in Lubbock, there's like it's all right in one area. It's pretty cool how it's all laid out. I I won't miss any road trips in this conference. Um, the closest thing would be Kansas State, but the road trips in the SEC are going to be so awesome that. You won't really miss going to Manhattan, but it's it's the closest thing to, you know, a really good time that I found in this league. Text line says disagree. West Virginia is a want-to trip for so many fans, but just to experience once and once only. TCU is fun because it's close and the Sundance Square downtown Fort Worth is a fun place. Yeah. But never want to go back to Waco or Lubbock ever. Yeah, Waco Waco is not a good town. Like the the stadium is awesome. It's an awesome stadium to watch a football game. Holds what forty five thousand, and it's comfortable, man. There's tons of room. It's brand new. It's 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 really cool to watch a football game. But outside of that, there's not a whole heck of a lot going on. Don't in Waco. you have to uh, smuggle beer to get inside the Waco city limits? Isn't that the rule there? I don't know. That may be true. That may be true. I'm not sure. <laughs> Waco's the only – you should love Waco, actually, because Waco is the only Big 12 town out there where that sticky, hot beer smell doesn't exist around the stadium. <laughs> the smell that you hate smelling after OU uh, home games and uh, OU Texas games at the Cotton Bowl. I tend to like that smell. You hate it, and it doesn't happen at Baylor. Well – Here's the one thing about Baylor. As soon as OU moves to the Big 12, the construction SEC? on I-35, or yeah, what I said, Big 12. Yeah, as soon as OU moves to there. the SEC, the construction on I-35 right outside of the stadium is going to be completed. <laughs> you know, and we're not going to have to sit there in that disaster. By the way, that is a controversial topic right now. What, construction? Well, the construction that's about to roll through Norman, yeah. Uh-oh. Pretty controversial. What do we got going? Well, you know the the, the new, what is it, the new highway that's roll, going through town? Oh, uh, yeah, the turnpike. That? Yeah. Yeah, right down Indian Hills, huh? Mm. What do you think? Like it, love it, hate it? Um, I, I definitely don't love it. I'm not sure yet if I like it or hate it. <laughs> that's 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 play. That's a good play because I assure you, um, the things that I've seen on Twitter, the things that exist in my direct messages, if you can believe that, it's it's a pretty. Uh, there, there's a lot of controversy. I feel I like can there's. A, I feel like there's as much venom on that topic as when Muleshoe left in the middle of the night. Not really kidding all that much. Well, and it happened almost as abruptly. Oh, hey, by the way, yeah, we're taking a turnpike right through the middle of uh, all you folks' land. Now, the one thing that is nice is there. there's really not a way to you – can't, you can't get anywhere west of Norman unless you go all the way to Oklahoma City, pretty much. He wants to do that. Yeah, so that – that could be nice, but then on the other hand, I don't know how often you're going west, so I don't know. 
I'm sure. I don't know, I'm man. sure you'll do uh, more readers for the Turnpike Association and uh, what they're going to charge on that thing. Well, you know, I, and I've long said this that I believe that Turnpikes are a total scam. Yeah, it's a Ponzi scheme. It's a it's a lie. It's supposed to be. As, as soon as it's paid for, it turns into a uh, a toll free road, but that's never happened. Perpetual repairs. Yeah. Then you then you voice the commercials that air during OU games, which I still love so much. Ah, it's my favorite I do? thing ever. Yeah. Do I really? Yes, it's great. I think for Pike Pass you do maybe. Ah, uh, so good. Don't get past, get Pike Pass. <laughs> maybe I did do that. You did do that. It's amazing. Wow, what a hypocrite. <laughs> Yeah, what but, a sellout you are. God, in, it's unbelievable. In my defense. In my defense, we just yeah. lost him. How about that? Yeah, in my defense, I didn't even think about it, okay? <laughs> so it's just a lack of uh, mental acuity, not not that I'm an actual hypocrite. All right, quick timeout. More for the rush coming up here at Newcastle Casino, I-44, exit 107. Stay tuned.